Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast, a series for recruiters by recruiters. I'm Danny Reinert, and in each episode, I have candid conversations about careers in recruitment with some of the best talent that Teamings has to offer. They'll be giving you a glimpse into the highs and lows of their recruitment careers, their motivations and drivers, and their secret to success in the industry. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other favorite podcast platforms. Let's meet our next guest. Hi, Andy. Hi, Danny. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, enjoying the uh, the nice sunny weather we've got going. Yeah, absolutely. And you're working from home today, aren't you? Not in our new sparkly office today. I think you were in earlier in the week, weren't you? Yes, I did a Monday through Wednesday, so I was there for day one to to enjoy that and yeah. Nicely back in the city because that's where I spent most of my career so far. So it's nice to get back to the old haunts and you know get everyone together. But it's also quite nice to have that balance today of taking my son down to nursery. I think that's nice. so cool. Yeah, lovely, good stuff. Well, look, first and foremost, thank you for taking the time to have a chat with us today. Um, I know you are extremely busy at the moment, lots of jobs on, doing lots of deals. So I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, Andy, could you just give us, before we kind of dive into the, the main um, topics around Secrets of Success today, just give me a really quick overview of kind of your, your role at Eames and the market that you cover for us. So I'm a principal consultant in the banking asset management team. Uh, what that means is I focus on um, finance roles from graduate through to CFO, uh, specifically mm-hmm. within the larger institutional asset management. So I work with uh, closely with Glenn and Tom, who deal on the yeah. alternative side, and uh, alongside Chiggs as well from the banking side as my director. So it's a it's a nice kind of way of linking the functions together because I can work with the, the buy side guys for uh, some of their roles and leverage their candidates and also help Chiggs with people who want to move from banking. So it's a, it's a really nice setup. But the good thing is, is being a principal consultant, it's very much a focused delivery role at the moment, yeah. but hoping that long term it's going to grow into to managing people as well. Lovely. Great stuff. Um, yeah, and absolutely. That, that is the plan. So um, you've been with us now, Andy, what, eight months? Is that right? Uh, yeah, about that. Joined uh, mid-January. Yeah, so, yeah, so not... just about eight months now. So you joined us as a principal consultant. Um, I, um, you obviously also joined mid-pandemic as well. So interesting choice of timing. Talk to me about your decision-making process around kind of moving jobs as an experienced senior hire with a global pandemic going on, because it could have been a bit of a gamble, couldn't it? <laughs> I think um, I think like a lot of people, I was had my options open, but I wouldn't necessarily say I, I was looking. Um, I, I been furloughed off for a bit of time to, to look after my my child my wife's in the NHS so kind of her job came first yeah. um, had gone back to work and it was ticking along quite nicely but just uh, the opportunity presented itself and um, Glenn um, I knew he was hiring he's someone I know in the industry has a very good reputation I thought well let's let's engage with that and find out what the story is and I think that the the opportunity to focus very much on the buy side really appealed because in my old firm I was managing one other person but we had full coverage across banking insurance asset management in the uk dublin and and mainland europe so the reality was is i didn't feel it was the right market to be a generalist i thought the best thing to do is be very much a specialist and before my previous firm i i mainly focused on buy side before that so it kind of came back to what i what i knew well and knew best uh combined with joining what i knew would be a, a well-run and you know highly motivated team 
Mm. That was kind of kind of it, really. I was in conversations with a few other firms at the same time, but it, it just felt the right fit. So it didn't yeah. really feel like a gamble at all because I kind of knew I was joining a, a team that had a real clarity as to what my role would be. Yeah, and, and so it's very much just just come in and execute, and, and thankfully, you know, it's worked out pretty well. Good, excellent. Well, very well. I won't release your billing figures uh, sort of to everybody, but certainly you've had a phenomenal start. There's a couple of things there in particular I'm keen to uh, sort of pick up on. Um, obviously, your emphasis there was on around specialising and, and really focusing on a particular area of the market. We talk about that a lot at Eames. Like, you know, I did another Secret of Success session the other day with someone else talking about the importance of being a specialist. What do you think, you know, the benefit to you looking forward in your career will be to really specialising in that market and taking a more narrow focus? Um, I think one of the most rewarding things in any market that's just going well and you are networked into is people genuinely viewing you as a partner in the process. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the clients I work with, you know, we've had discussions about their own career. You know, I think a lot of the senior level, one thing I learned, you know, early on in my career is most of your clients probably would consider a new role themselves if the right thing came along so actually like having those more on the level conversations just means that you can help people along the journey build those relationships and I think if you're distracted by trying to do that across different markets you never have that that credibility and and focus to do it and I think that's the thing I like most is I know what my role is I know what a high quality candidate in that space looks like so it's easy to be very focused and also know where to put them as yep. well and I think that's probably the best thing about being specialized in a vertical is that you become known for that you become trusted for that and actually all you're really doing is moving people around and then when they level up they, they come back to you to, to yep. staff their team so the whole recruitment cycle becomes very very smooth and consistent with job flow yeah then you you are not waiting for the phone to ring you know hmm. you get heads up because people know you're going to deliver so I think that with specialism, if you are a generalist, it's very hard to really build that trust. Yeah, understood. No, absolutely. And, and, and we definitely echo that at Eames. The other thing you mentioned there, which I thought was really interesting, was around the, the reason you knew you felt it was going to be a really good fit and the right role for you was around the clarity that we had as a business of the role you would be coming into and kind of where we would want to plug you in. Um, it's interesting you mentioned that because I think what, what I don't know if you'll agree, but sometimes I think what can happen with experienced hires is we see a, employers like Eames and other businesses can fall into the trap of seeing a great profile, seeing good billings, someone that matches competencies and values and going, yeah, we'll hire them. And then you, you put them on a desk, but actually the clarity of the impact that that hire is going to have, the market they're going to go after, you know, why you've made Made the hire isn't always there so you know that's obviously you you like you say that's give that gave you the real confidence that because there was a specific role and we were really clear about what we needed that made it a more you know a more appealing opportunity for you yeah and I think in my last role I was managing one person and, and you know that move was to get the management job title so actually mm. moving from a management role into a billing role may not be what a lot of people would see as that kind of progression in recruitment because I think it's very much I, I saw a LinkedIn post from Sanj today about like you know we're fixated on making managers and I think what I what I learned really is that the what I needed next in a role was probably just to get my head down and get back to basics a little yeah. bit and, and in an environment where like I knew exactly what my deliverables were go do that build a bit of confidence back up because the last year was a bit tricky in terms of kind of you know 
everything around the market mm. um, and I think that really appealed is just to say this is what you're going to do don't worry about anything else just go and, and, and transact and I think that's, yeah. that, that's relit the fire a little bit and the bit the belief that okay this is this is what I can do I am good at yeah. it and probably have also in, enjoyed not having the distractions that sometimes leading people can have. <laughs> yeah absolutely it's been a nice balance just to kind of you know get back into something I know I enjoy and, and just have mm. a real focus I think that is really I'm sure people watching this experienced recruiters that will really resonate there does seem to be that opinion that the next role's got to have a bigger job title and manage more people and stuff but actually to reflect on what you need at that point in your career to set you on the right trajectory um I think that's fantastic advice with with kind of advice in mind you know to other people that are making you know considering a move especially at senior level like yourself at that principal level what do you think people should be considering, you know, when they're thinking about a move and, and kind of advice you would give people in terms of how they approach their job search? I think the the thing I learned from the moves I've made and the teams I've worked in, because I've worked in multiple different teams within the businesses I've been in, is there is no substitute for strong leadership. And I think that is you know, both at sometimes the, the exec level of the organisation, but just make sure you have a, a line manager you genuinely buy into because I think if you've got that and they're someone who has a good reputation in the market it's it's much more enjoyable to kind of work around talented people as well so I think very much focus on the people you're going to be working with day to day you know can they improve you can they add value to you I, I don't think even if you've got five six ten years worth of experience you should think you've you've done the learning stage you should always mm. be kind of understanding how they go about business and add it and leveling up your own skills yeah and I think the other thing in terms of the search is just be just be very strict with what you're looking for don't mm -hmm. fall in the trap of maybe chasing a salary or chasing a job title or chasing whatever just, just very much focus on what you know you will be able to deliver and mm -hmm. be very consistent with that narrative I think that's one thing that served me well is when I was coming into the business is all the conversations I had you know it was very much framed around consistent narrative consistent desk there were no surprises and I think that's really yeah. helped I started on day one I knew what the job was yeah absolutely no fantastic advice and you know I, I referenced it earlier you genuinely have had I know you're very humble about it but you have had a phenomenal start as a new starter in the business um irrespective of market you know it's it's been great what did you do once you obviously knew you were going to join Eames? There was a, a brief period before you started. What, what if anything, did you do to make sure you kind of set yourself up for success, whether it was kind of in your own mind, things that you actually went and did? How, how did you set up for success? Well, I had um, a couple of weeks between resignation and starting, which coincided with Christmas. Mm -hmm. So actually what I did was nothing, really. We just take that time to have a bit of a break. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, time with family um, and kind of mm. then as it approached day one it was just kind of you know, very much getting the right mental state to say right you know hit the ground running be busy I mean the reality is in, in recruitment when you're building a desk is there's no shortage just for time on the phone really mm. so it was just getting the mindset right to say right it's a, it's a blank piece of paper where do you start yeah. um, so really the, the thing I did was actually just decompress from the job the job search the resignation got myself mentally ready to start so that mm. by the time it all rolled around I, I was I was hungry to get cracking yeah 
Absolutely. So you could really make that the focus from from day one. And what what did you um, focus on? Because obviously you were a 360 recruiter at senior level billing. Was it did you go after candidates first? Did you speak to clients? Did you start mapping out your market? You know, what was your kind of very top level overview of your month one plan, if you like? Uh, well, the first thing I, I did was get an idea as to where historically the desk had presence really mm -hmm. just you know look at where the PSLs are look at where the previous business has been make sure you're covering off you know the the relationships where they're already there and, and, and trying to get in front of people in the virtual setting to kind of yeah. go that but that's that's you know really you cover that off in the first couple of days in terms of actually building the presence it's just I have a, a mantra which is call everything that moves really it's like, <laughs> It's, it, there's 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 no shortage of just getting on the phone, talking to people, yeah. finding out what's going in the market, who's willing to move. I think January is a good time to start something because within the, the cycle of bonuses that we see in my market, it's it's a good time to get that year's placements lined up. Um, and I think that that worked really well and because it was focused in terms of what I was looking for. It was simply a case of building some good booleans both on the kind of the job boards and LinkedIn and, and just getting the name out there to say, right, this is who I am. This is what I do. Yeah. Um, naturally, with making a move, you can't reconnect with the firms that you've been dealing with most recently. So it's a good opportunity to fill that six month window with new business. And luckily, yeah. since, you know, the the restrictions have lifted, I've been able to re-engage with my old clients and, and they've been happy to work. So I, I think that's been really rewarding as well to say, right, building something new, going back to the old relationships as well. And that hopefully will, will give the pipeline for, for success over a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And finally, what are you kind of talking about sort of next year? And I can't believe I'm even referencing next year yet, but you know, we're going to come in hurtling into Q4, but looking over the next 12 months, what are you most excited about in terms of your your career at Eames and, and, and what you're looking forward to? Well, it's a um, good timing to ask that question really, because on Monday, we've got two new starters in the team. So yes, we've got we two, two ACs coming in to help uh, on you know, the, the banking and, and the buy side. So I think yeah. what I'm looking forward to is, is just getting back into some mentoring again. You know, like yeah. I, I, um, I've also been asked to you know, mentor some other people from other teams as well, like the buddy system that's kicking off as well. So I, I think it's going to be nice to be back in the office a few days a week, helping people find their feet in recruitment. I've always found that really rewarding is to actually like probably the, the training and coaching side, I enjoy more than the management piece, which I know are very, very similar, but, you know, they are also different roles. So yeah, I think absolutely. that's what I'm going to enjoy is, you know, helping people on their journey, watching them make their first placements, watching, yeah. you know, the penny drop when they figure out that, you know, it can be done and trying to you know, try and encourage some healthy competition between the two of them to keep themselves motivated. So I think that that's what I'm looking forward to. And hopefully if all goes to plan, you know, there'll be some formal leadership of those people down the line. But I think that's quite exciting that the team's growing. You know, we've had yeah. a great foundation across all the parts of, of BAM, but mm. it's now like, let's move to the next level. But you know, that, that, that excites me quite a lot to see what happens next year. Yeah, absolutely. And do you know what? I genuinely share that with you as well. When the guys start on Monday, um, we'll be up to 11 ACs in the UK business at the moment in London, which I think is the most we've ever had at one time. Um, and I absolutely love working with them. I get an absolute kick out of it. It's great to see people come in and just get bitten by the recruitment bug and absolutely loving it. So, uh, so yeah, absolutely. It's going to be really exciting times. And I know we're really pleased to be having you involved in that as well. 
Fantastic, Andy, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. And I think, you know, there's some great top tips and secrets of success in there for people to take away. Thanks so much. All right, have a good one. Catch you later. Take care, bye. bye.